Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. I'm going to the book of Mark chapter 1 today and verse 40. The book of Mark chapter 1 and verse 40. And there came a leper to him and there came a leper to him beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. If you will, I know you can. Somebody say that. Lord, if you will, I know you can. Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken immediately, the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, and forthwith sent him away, and saying unto him, See that thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, and show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And he went out and began to publish it. You know the quickest way to get somebody to tell something is tell them don't tell it. Begin to publish it and make it to blaze abroad the matter insomuch that Jesus couldn't no more openly enter into the city but was without in desert places and they came to him from every quarter. I want to talk to you today on this thought. My main topic is his touch. My subtopic is breaking the social distancing code. His touch, breaking the social distancing code. Heavenly Father, we come to you today, Lord. We are needing of you, Lord Jesus, to touch us. Lord, to reach down to where we are. God, today, we're going to give you, Lord Jesus, the praise for that touch ahead of time. Minds that will be touched. Bodies that will be healed. Lord, souls that will be saved by your touch. We thank you, God, for your blessings in Jesus' mighty name. Let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. None of us would imagine at the outset of 2020 what it would bring to our world. What it would bring to our world, to our nation, to our state, to our communities, and to our lives. Change is going on in, in every quarter of our society. There's a little bit of things that are turning crazy. Crazy. It surrounds us in this season unlike any other time that I can remember or I have ever experienced. I think it's important to look back and see what have we learned. We learn that we as humans are not in as in control of things as we thought once thought. We've learned that government is anemic and incapable of doing much right 
we knew that, but when it comes to saving the world, governments are, are so hamstruck with all of that kind of mentality. Who would have thought that wearing masks would be the, deve- the debate of the year? Or who would have thought that social distancing would be a mandate to our culture? Such is the impact of our lives. Such is the impact on our economy, upon our families. Amen. Social distancing has become a a part of a, a society that we did not even know or even think about before ever happening. They say, keep safe. Stay away. Let me repeat that. Keep safe, but stay away. Space distance between you and other people. Stay at least six feet from others. Find ways. This is what they're asking us to do. Find ways to limit your human contact. Choose safe, quote, safe social activities. Avoid crowds. Avoid crowds. They say that social distancing is practicing of, of a purpose, purposefully reducing close contact between people. Have you been in the store? Walk down the aisle. You see the, the, the feet on the floor. You see the stickers. You see the signs. You see it everywhere. And so now when you go to a store, you go to a place, and you meet somebody that's a little ways away, and, and, if, and, and, and you just hesitate. Okay, where do I go? What do I do? do how do I stay six feet from them? And, and there's such a, a distancing between people emotionally as well as physically. They tell us that social distancing is our social responsibility. I'm not here to knock the code or the idea of social distancing, but I'm using it to set up my message today. Stay with me. The impact of social distancing has been uh, 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 hard and harmful, as, as you can well imagine. What the experts and doctors didn't tell us is that that social distancing could harm people's feelings, bringing anxiety and fear and depression within the general public. You see, it is in times of stress and anxiety and fear that we need human contact. Told you I was preaching this today, expecting a house full, but it fits. There are times that we need human contact. Why? We're wired that way. I know there's a, a handful of really wonderful people that are hermits and live all by themselves and never have contact. God bless you. But I wasn't wired that way, and the vast majority of humanity was not wired that way. Because in times of stress and fear and doubt and worry and heartache, we need human contact. We're made that way. We're made to be social creatures. We're made for touch. Amen. We, we need to learn to value, again, human touch. They tell us that human touch helps the healing process. Studies has revealed how that a single touch from a mother can bring emotional well-development in attachment to a child just because of a single touch. Also, we have learned that the lack of human touch to a newborn baby causes an increase of various health issues in the baby and can cause them to have traumatic results later on in their life. 
According to one study, it is revealed that human touch helps people to stay away from various cardiovascular disease. It reduces the risk of heart-related problems and regulates blood pressure in the body. Amen. When we come in physical contact with someone, we often encounter an increase in hormone levels that give us a good mood, that give us a good feeling. Amen. It helps us to feel less anxious. Amen. And to gain and feel acceptance from others human touch helps us to 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 feel our moods and to show our moods and physical touch tells us a, a lot about our emotions the way a person touches you hugs you and treats you tells you a lot about their emotions about you it helps you to establish a developed sense of attachment between that person a study shows how a human touch can help you to express your emotions openly just by the touch people who experience uh, physical touch are less violent in life human touch it has been scientifically proven that children who do not experience enough loving physical affection are more prone to violence once they reach adulthood. Touch them babies. Kiss those children. Love them. Neurologist, neuropsychologist, rather, James Prescott determined that violence in society often correlates with a lack of cultural emphasis on maternal bonding. When a child experiences loving touch, they learn to attach to others in a healthy way. As they grow, they are less likely to use touch in a harmful way. So they learn the value of touch as it is compassionate and emotional and healing. Amen. People who are deprived of human touch experience higher levels of stress. They show weaker immune responses. Oh, doctors, would you read your own journals? Isolation could lead to depression and feelings of being vulnerable. Amen. The lack of human touch can cause people to distrust others and stress out about all kinds of things. Now, I can say this because I know there's some folks that are not the touchy-feely kind. I am. I like to touch. My family will tell you I touch everybody. I want to I wanna put my hand on the shoulder. I wanna, I wanna, it's just, 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 just wired in the way that I am. I could not imagine a life where you never could get a human touch. I could not imagine a life where you had to live in isolation and there was nobody to care for you. Amen. You see, lepers were the original social distancing disease. They were destined for quarantine. Biblical leprosy was the most devastating de disease that one could have. As one commentator put it, it said, one afflicted with the most terrible of all maladies, a living death, a poisoning of the springs, a corrupting of all the humors of life, a disillusion little by little of the whole body so that one limb after another actually decayed and would fall away. The Jews called leprosy the touch of the finger of God or the stroke of the finger of God. They feared the malady and disease would bring utter ruin to their bodies and their lives. There was no known cure other than death. 
Lepers were con- considered outcast. They were required to live outside of community. They were required to live outside of the camp. They had to maintain their distance from society. Some not six feet, but somewhere uh, around 12 cubits or around 16 feet that they had to stay away from everybody. It wasn't just that you could get very close. You couldn't get close at all. To make matters worse, you had to cover your face up to your bottom or up over your lip. Amen. Cover your face so that you would cry the closer you got to someone. Unclean. Unclean. What did that mean? Social distancing. Give me space. Don't come close. Don't get near me. I am tainted. I am hurt. I am diseased. I have an affliction. I have an issue. I have a struggle. Don't get close to me. This skin disease would cover the body in white scales and scabs. It would then eat away at the flesh until the extremities of the body would begin to wipe away one by another. Gone. Fingers and toes gone. Ears gone. Nose gone. Sometimes uh, parts of legs gone. And you could not have a touch to say you matter. You couldn't have the human touch to say you're important. I love you. No, it's 16 feet away. It's 16 feet away. It's leaving, living outside of the clamp. And then also anytime you get close to something. Can you imagine that we had to do that for those that had COVID-19? Unclean. 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 Can you imagine? Thomas C. Pickney states in Leviticus, leprosy is the most serious of all forms of uncleanness. Some forms of uncleanness, such as that which comes from touching an unclean animal or insect, were cleansed simply by waiting until evening, the beginning of the new day, according to Israel light custom, and then washing. Other forms of uncleanness, such as that which results from childbirth, required a longer waiting period and the offering of a sacrifice. But leprosy, leprosy was much different. All forms of uncleanness require that the person stay away from the temple. But leprosy caused the person to live outside of the camp, to be cut off from the congregation of Israel. Lepers had to wear signs of mourning. They they could approach no one, touch no one. Wherever anyone began to walk near them, they had to call out to unclean to warn them to stay away. Amen. There are things in life I want to talk to you about that have a leprous effect to an individual. There are sins that are so deep and so corrupt that they will eat away from the inside out. There is brokenness and abuse and hurt and afflictions and trials and tests that go beyond the normal little unclean things of life. But these are life altering. These are life changing. These are the ones that cause you to walk away and say I can't be with anybody I can't have anybody else's touch I can't have interaction with anybody uh, anymore in my life today leprosy speaks about those who are disfigured internally not necessarily externally the corruption of pain and misery and sorrow has started uh, uh, making them uh, smell and making the tissues and the issues of life begin to gnaw away at their, their very core. Everyone knows my issue that says it has been gossiped to Brown Town. Everybody in Medora knows it. Everybody in Jackson County knows it.
knows it. Everybody in the state knows it. Anybody that's on Facebook knows it. Everyone can see my isolation. And they avoid me like the plague. My life is one big shout unclean. My life is one big shout unclean. Unclean. Imperfect. Can't get it right. Always making mistakes. Always have these problems that keep me distanced from everybody else. Amen. The Bible says there came such a man, a leper. They came to Jesus beseeching him. Came to Jesus. Can you see that Jesus is in the crowd? He's talking. He's teaching. They're watching. And here comes up leper. Here comes the, the social distancing guy. And he begins to walk. And the crowd begins to part like the Red Sea. As he begins to say, unclean, unclean, unclean. And he comes to where Jesus is. And in, a, in humiliation and also humility. Uh, kneels down before him and cries, if you will. If anybody can, you're the one that can. If anyone can touch me and make me whole, you're the one that can. If you will that I be clean, then Lord, would you do it? Amen. As soon as he has spoken, this is amazing. Immediately the leprosy... Rather, Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and touched him. It was against the law for anyone who was clean to touch this unclean man. Because the, the thing was that whoever is clean that touches the unclean becomes contaminated. But you know, this man, Jesus Christ, is unlike any other. This man, Jesus Christ, can do what no other can do. He is so pure is that when he touches the unclean, amen, it doesn't impact him, but he impacts them. Don't know how long this man was a social distance victim. Don't know how long he was a leper. But I know this, according to the law, nobody could have touched him. And yet for the first time in maybe years, for this first time in years, a man who has battled this hideous, sorry disease that began to impact his skin when Jesus touched him. When Jesus touched him. Do you understand in this hour of social distancing what that really means? Do you understand when you hug a loved one? Amen. There's a little something special in this hour that we're living in because of, of all the mess that we're in. Do you understand that somebody just pats you on the back? How powerful that is in this world today. Can you imagine a man that has not been in society for a long time and yet one touch of the master did something that no one else could do? Amen. The unclean was clean by the clean. The cleaner of all issues. The healer of all infirmities. The one that can restore all issues is Jesus. He touched him. He touched him. Folks, here's where we are in this crazy 2020 world. You and I need a touch. All family, great. People, great. But I don't know about you, but I need a touch of Jesus.
You see, he may not be here physically right now, but his spirit is with me and his spirit is in me. Therefore, I say, oh, master, I come to you in the hour of fear, in the hour of isolation, in the hour of confusion, in the hour of my calamity and, con and contaminant. Oh, God, I need you to touch me. Touch me, Jesus, in my mind. Touch me, Jesus, in my body. Touch me, Jesus, and I will be healed of my depression. Touch me, Jesus, and I'll be healed of my anxiety. Touch me, Jesus, and I'll be healed of discouragement. Touch me, Jesus, and I'll be healed of all my ailments and my fears and abuse. One touch of Jesus can take someone that has been sexually abused, emotionally abused, and physically abused. One touch of Jesus can change their life. One touch. His touch. When you begin to follow the minister of Jesus, it was marked by touching people. Study it. It was marked by touching people. We knew that he is the one that went to Calvary. Isaiah prophesied about what he would do for us. Isaiah 53 and verse 3. He was despised and rejected of men. <laughs> He didn't hunt for popularity, Bishop. He didn't hunt for popularity. He didn't look for someone to come along and say, oh, you're great, you're good. But he was despised and rejected of men. Still is. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. As he hid, as we hid, as it were, our faces from him. Look at this. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. We, we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Let me pause there for a minute. We esteemed him stricken, smitten of God. You see, the Hebrew word for leprosy literally means to be smitten. This phrase, saying smitten of God, means that he had and went through what a leper would go through. Isolated, all alone, in the garden, praying until his sweat become great drops of blood. All alone. His disciples leaving, leading, leaving him, abandoning him, going away from them. He asked him at one time, will you also leave me? And yes, they did. Yes, they did. They all abandoned him. It was Jesus on the cross, the humanity of our Lord and Savior that cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Oh, thank you, Jesus. But you see, he was put in that place. He was went through that mess. He went through that Calvary. So the writer of Hebrews would later tell us, seeing then, Hebrews 4 and 14, seeing then that we have a high, a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He's felt what you've gone through. You feel rejected today let him touch you you feel alone today let him touch you you feel ostracized today let him touch you you feel unforgiven today 
Let him touch you. You feel isolated this morning? Let him touch you right where you are. All you got to do is call upon him. Oh, God, would you come here? Lord, would you touch me now? Again, that verse 15 says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted or tested like as we are, yet without sin. So what do we do? Let us. Let us. Therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Your isolation is not going to kill you today. If you get a touch from the Lord, that depression doesn't have to destroy you today. If you'll get a touch from the Lord, that abuse that you went through, that horrible physical abuse, that horrible mental and verbal abuse, won't you let him touch you today? I've seen it countless times. There are people in our church, I know firsthand how that God has touched them and healed them and set them free. Where at once they was unclean, stay away from me. Don't get close to me. Don't get near me. Amen. But what they're really saying is somebody touch me. Somebody touch me. Somebody touch me. Somebody care for me. Amen. In this world that we're living in, I want to tell you there will be times when you feel as if no one is there to touch you but he can he can he is the touch specialist he specializes in touching the untouchable the unwanted the leper the outcast amen i do want to just point one thing this is the teacher in me that wants to make sure you understand this jesus said don't go tell anybody he didn't just stop there. He said, but go show yourself to the priest first. What is he doing? He said, do it the right way. Do it according to the law. Moses said, you need to go because ain't nobody going to trust what you're saying until you go to the priest. And, they, and this guy was so out of it, and <laughs> he just started telling everybody. Amen. Inevitably, I'm sure he went to the priest. But I want to tell you that the touch of Jesus can do more in a few minutes than all the counseling sessions, than all the, the books you can read, than all the songs you can sing. It's the touch of Jesus. In Mark 1 and 31, Jesus went into Peter's uh, mother-in-law where she was sick and it says and he came and took her by the hand lifted her up and immediately the fever left her and she ministered unto them amen what did he do he took her by the hand he touched her he touched her he touched her the woman with the issue of blood amen did it on the reverse fact but I want you to know she got a healing because she touched him because she touched him in their best-selling book, The Blessing, Gary Smalley and John Trent state something that is very insightful to the power of touch. They said that the act of touch is a key to communicating warmth, personal acceptance, and affirmation, and even physical health. They said one-third of our five million touch receptors are centered in our hands. What a powerful statement. That's why, amen, if you can't shake hands, fist bump. But we got to do something 
to maintain our contact with the one who touches us. Amen. I am so thankful for our church and our assembly, for the times that we're able to communicate verbally. There are times we only can communicate visually at this moment, but oh, praise be to God for the times I can interact with my brothers and sisters in Christ and experience human touch. That's wonderful, but how about the touch of Jesus? Do you need the touch of Jesus more than that of a human touch? Do you need the touch of Jesus more than anything else? Children especially need touch. Studies have proven it. And yet our society has gotten so hamstrung by the abusive pedophilia that's going on in our world today. And now teachers don't touch your children. Teachers don't, don't, and, and we have lost a generation to the power of touch. And we wonder why we've got crazy kids that are going off the charts with their anger and things of that nature is because somewhere in their life, they didn't have meaningful, loving touch. You know what Jesus did about that situation? Mark 10, 13. And they brought young children to him for one purpose. That he should touch them. Mom and dad, do you bring your kids to Jesus? Can't go to church. Well, I think I'll just kind of sit around in my PJs today. I'll just sit in my coffee and look at it like it's another TV show. Your children need to see you right now touching Jesus because that will touch them. They need to take it serious, my friends. Take it serious because there's going to be a time that you wish that Jesus would touch your children. But did you take your children to touch Jesus? Can I say that again? There are going to be times you're going to want Jesus to touch your children. But did you make sure to take your children to touch Jesus so he could touch them? Amen. The Bible says the disciples rebuked those that brought them. Hey, leave them alone. Don't, don't, don't bother the master. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Listen, I put all those sensors in my hand so they can feel me and I can feel them. Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And then look at verse 16. And he took them by his arms. And he put his hands on them. Lord, lay your hand on me. Lord, lay your hand on me. I don't need prophet so-and-so to lay his hand on me. I need Jesus. Lay your hand on me. Lord, lay your hand on me. Lay your hand on me. Hallelujah. To the blind man in Bethsaida, they, they, they brought the blind man to him. And the Bible said in Mark 8 and 22, and besought him to touch him. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, 
You can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.